Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You may be seated in the presence of God. Amen. Do me a favor and give a big round of applause to everybody who serves here at Thrive. Come on. Appreciate them very much. Be praying tonight for everybody who's sick and isn't here tonight. Amen. I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. Did you have a good Thanksgiving? Some eat too much turkey? Amen. <laughs> and then Friday, there was a whole bunch of people come in, uh, helping out here in God's house, start decorating for Christmas. They've done a bang-up job. Amen. Give them a big hand. Friday night, we had a float in the Honesdale Christmas Parade. That was awesome, amen. Man, I was never up here for a Christmas parade. It's pretty serious. <laughs> Man, there's a lot of people here, amen. It was awesome. Great to see people out together celebrating the spirit of Christmas. It was a wonderful thing, and I, I really do. I, I love this town. I, it's just amazing. I believe God's hand of blessing is all over it. And uh, big hats off to everybody in the community that participated in that. Everybody that's a part of this church that walked alongside the float and handed out invitations and said Merry Christmas to people, amen. And I was riding in the passenger seat with Heath, and I felt like I was in a redneck Pope mobile. And uh, he's got a lifted truck, and uh, waving to people, Merry Christmas. My daughter is sitting on my lap. We're just enjoying ourselves, amen. What a privilege it is to be found here in this great town known as Honesdale, Pennsylvania, Amen. And so here we are again tonight, and I know we got folks under the weather. I had a bunch of people text me and call off tonight. They said that uh, the weather is supposed to be bad. I don't know where they get their weather information from. Maybe get off Facebook, amen. And uh, that's all I'm going to say about that. If you're watching online, we wa greet you tonight, welcome you. In fact, let's give everybody a big hand that's tuning in over the airwaves. Unbelievable the amount of people that contact me that watch this broadcast every single week. And if you miss a service, you can go back and uh, the messages are on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and Google Play and YouTube and Facebook and Instagram and all I don't even know what. I'm just grateful for the people that work with the media and the worship experience to make that possible. And I know there's partners on the other side of there that are grateful for it too. People reach out to me from California, from Florida, from Washington, uh, all over the place, really. Uh, Cali, Columbia just recently. So it's amazing the people that are tuning in to see what God's doing in Honesdale. Amen? Amen. Amen. So I want to talk to you tonight on part three. We've been talking about the heart. And uh, I'm going to give you a part three to this tonight. Now this is kind of interesting to me because this morning when I was reading, when I was studying... I was just telling Paul upstairs before, I've never saw this out of this passage of Scripture, what I'm going to teach you tonight, and it hit me like a log. So you guys picked a good night to be in God's house, amen? amen. And uh, we talked two weeks ago, and Jesus said, you'll love the Lord thy God with all their heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. And Jesus went on to say, you cannot serve two masters. Either you love God or you love money, and it's one or the other. So we talked on that two weeks ago. Last week we talked on a passage of Scripture where Jesus said, they worship me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. And tonight, I want you to turn to the book of Genesis, which is the first book in the Bible. Genesis chapter 2. And I believe this is going to help you. 
I don't know I'll get too many shouts tonight, but that's all right. Amen? So that means some of y'all that are here tonight got to help extra. Genesis 2, if you would, and we're going to start, uh, let's start in verse 15. I'm going to show you something tonight, and I believe it will be a blessing to you. Genesis chapter 2 and verse 15. The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. Find funny is, God drops man on the earth and puts him in the garden of Eden, but he says, hey, Bubba, you got a job. I'm going to show you this right from the get-go. God put him in a place of abundance, amen? But he said, watch this. you got to steward this thing. Why? Because God will always take care of his children, say amen. But God also causes you to, calls you to steward what he's entrusted you with. I said to steward what he's entrusted you with. And I'm going to show you this now. The Lord God took the man, put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. Tell your neighbor, work it and take care of it. <laughs> Come on tonight. And the Lord God commanded the man, you are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. We know how that one turned out. Not too good. For when you eat from it, you will certainly die. The Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. All the married men said, you better say amen. Come on. You'll be married to the couch tonight. You better say amen. <laughs> I had one brother send me a text message today. Mind you, his wife was sitting right next to him. Oh, she's the woman of my dream. She's just that whatever. I said, that's wonderful to hear, but I'm glad she's guiding that text message with her eye. It's not good for man to be alone. I'll make him a helper suitable for him. Now, wait a minute here. Adam has a need. But instead of God fulfilling that need, God calls him to steward something. Oh, man. I'm going to show this to you. It's hit me like a log this morning. Oh, God, just meet my need, meet my need, meet my need. No, no, God already called you to steward something. What are you doing with what he's entrusted you with? Oh, baby, not all at once. I'll make him a helper suitable for him. Now the Lord God had formed out of the ground all the wild animals and the birds in the sky. He brought them to the man to see what he would name them. Now, wait a minute. He's still working. Still stewarding. But God, you didn't fulfill my need. But God, my need, my need. No, 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 no. He's still stewarding. Oh, man. I'm going to show you something. While you're so wrapped up in your needs, when God's already called you to steward something, you know why? Because God's not worried about your need. He said he'd supply all your needs. Now, this ain't just a money thing. This is in every area of your life thing. I'm going to show this to you. But God's not so interested in the need or your want as he is of how you're stewarding what he's entrusted you with. I'll take those two ouches. <laughs> he brought them to the man to see what he would name them. And whatever the man called each living creature, that was its name. So the man gave names to all the livestock, the birds in the sky, and all the wild animals. But for Adam, no suitable helper was found. 
oh, but God, I'm down here doing your work. And you still didn't meet my need. Oh, I'm going to show you something. I'm going to show you something that's going to convict some people tonight. While you're chasing after the more, the more, the more, God's looking for you to be faithful where you're already at. Oh, don't shout me out once. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. And while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs and then closed up the place with flesh. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib he had taken out of the man. And he brought her to the man. The man said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman. Who named her woman? Who? Why? Because he had some practice. Because he'd already been faithful, steward, and the other things God's already... Oh, I'm going to show you something tonight. When you catch it, you're going to go... He'd already been faithful where God had placed him. He'd already prospered where God... Oh. I never saw this till this morning. To where God planted him. He's faithful. Hey, Adam, name the animals. God, I don't need animals. I need a woman. Maybe not nowadays, but that's a whole different. Oh, man. God, I have a need. Adam, name what I've given you. Whew. I'm going to show you something. I'm telling you, this is going to. Blew my socks off first thing this morning. Oh, but God, no, 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 no. Get busy with what God's entrusted you with now. Believing that the greater is, oh, man. I believe that my need is being fulfilled, but in the meantime, I'm going to keep steward. Oh, I'm going to keep working with what he's entrusted me with. It's not that I need more money. No, no, I need more of Jesus. It's not that I need, God will bring the more. I'm going to show you in a minute. God will take care of the thing, but hear me. Are you taking care of God's things? I feel bad for the people who missed tonight. I'm telling you. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib. It's the bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh. She should be called woman, for she was taken out of man. That is why a man leaves his father and his mother and is united to his wife to become one flesh. Now, Father, I pray in our remaining time together tonight that this word would take root in people's hearts. God, the same way that you dropped this in my spirit this morning, I pray, Father, you put it in the spirits of these people. Oh, Lord, may we all become better stewards with what you've entrusted us with. In Jesus' name, amen. Number one tonight, if you're taking notes, which you should, God wants to give you more. I said God wants to give you more. I'm not talking money. I'm talking more him. Oh, boy, don't shout me down all at once. People are like, oh, more, more money, more, more money, like he's an ATM. No, no, you need more of Jesus. God wants to give you more peace. More joy. Come on, somebody. More wisdom. Hello. More strength. More rest. But ultimately, he wants to give you more of himself. <laughs> if money isn't your master, God will give you all the resources you need to fulfill everything he's called you to do. I'm going to say it again. If money is not your master, God will give you all the resources you can ever need. To fulfill everything God has called you to do. That's good, isn't it? 
What does the Bible say about this? James chapter 1, verse 5. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God. Our what kind of God? Oh, man, why? Because God so loved the world, he gave. All God does is give. Give you more grace. Give you more wisdom. Give you more peace. Why? Because it's who he is. Hear me. So many people chasing all these things. That's why people are on 17 medications to try and sleep at night. And the scripture says, I'll give my beloved rest. Wait a minute, body. You need to get in line with what the word of God says. God, I receive your rest. God, I receive your peace. Oh, but I just have so much fear. Well, the Bible says God didn't give you a spirit of fear. Gave you a spirit of power, love, and sound mind. Come on, somebody. The word of God has the answers to everything. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God. He will give it to you. I wonder if he'll do it or not. He said he'll give it to you. That's money in the bank. Come on, somebody. If God said it, will he also not perform it? He will not rebuke you for asking. But when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver for a person who is uh, with a divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. The King James says it, a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways and can expect to receive nothing from the Lord. Double-mindedness. Instead of being double-minded, oh man, why not just make up your mind to believe God and that's it. I said, believe God, and that's it. Come on. Okay, how about more rest? Matthew 11, verse 28. Then Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Now, wait a minute. He said, he will give you wisdom. He will give you rest. You know what I've come to know? He'll give you whatever you desire from him. I said, he will give you whatever you desire from him. I'm not talking about magic genie God in the sky. I'm talking about, God, I need some peace right now. God, I need some rest right now. Come on, God, I need some joy right now. God, I need some fruit of the Spirit. Come on, somebody. And, Lord, I'm dealing with a bunch of mess around me, but you're the one who said that you prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. Come on, somebody. God, I need some healing right now. Well, he said in his word that, that uh, healing is the children's bread. So, Father, even in the midst of my calamities, in the midst of my troubles, Father, send some bread on down the table. National bakery rolls, come on. Father, send me some fruit of the Spirit this way. I need some peace in my life. I need some wisdom in this situation. Come on, somebody. Come to me, all who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart. This is Jesus talking and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. And that's something. Let me tell you this. God will never prop up a master that's bigger than him in your life. Oh, man. God will never prop up a master that is bigger than him in your life. I told you a couple weeks ago, money <laughs> makes a terrible master. But it makes a wonderful servant. Most people have divided loyalties in their life. They serve 
realistically, anything other than God. And I say, oh, but I serve God. Well, half-heartedly, maybe. Jesus is either Lord of all or he's not Lord at all. Hear me. Hear me. It's either Jesus plus nothing equals everything or that's it. I don't know what else to tell you. God wants to give you more. What? More of him. More of him. So Adam has a need. Thank God he created woman. Amen? But while Adam has a need, all the ladies, come on, you better say amen. Nudge your husband if you got to. But Adam said, God said, wait a minute, wait a minute. Don't focus on the need. Focus on me. Oh, man. Do what I told you to do and see if I don't fulfill the needs. Isn't it amazing how when we do the thing that God instructed us to do, come on, somebody, even when it looks kind of whack in the natural sometimes, but you do what God called you to do. You're obedient to what God told you to do. Hear me. And God just takes care of the thing before you can even put any energy. Oh. Before you even have to put any energy in it. Before you even got to worry about it or lose any sleep over it or anything else. You just keep focusing on pressing into the Lord. You just keep saying, God, I believe the path of the righteous shines brighter and brighter till the full coming of day. Just like you said in Proverbs 4. Come on, somebody. God, I'm going to do what you told me to do. And I'm not going to worry about anything. I'm not going to doubt about it. Watch this. Because I'm not going to be divine. Oh. It all ties together. I'm not going to be divided for a divided person is unstable in all their ways. Is that what James just said? So wait a minute. Does Adam have a need? Yes. But he's too busy doing what God told him to do. do. I'm not focusing on my need. I'm focusing on my God. I'm not focusing on what I don't have. I'm focusing on what I do have. Oh, God. Most people focus on what they don't have instead of focusing on what they do have. What you do have is the one who said, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. What you do have is the one who loves you with an everlasting love. What you do have is the one who spoke this thing into existence. Let me remind you, sir, ma'am, the one that knows the number of hairs on your head and sands on the beach. What you do have is the God who said, you've been fearfully and wonderfully made. What you do have is the God who spoke this thing into existence. Stop focusing on what you don't have. Start focusing on what you do have and say, God, I'm going to be faithful with what you've trusted me with, God. But I'm here to tell you, God will never prop up a master that's bigger than him in your life. Oh, I need more money. I need more money. I need more money. How's that working for you? I need more of this. More. No, no, no. You need more of God in your life. Genesis 2.18. Then the Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper who is just right for him. Aren't you glad God has it just right for you? Come on. Some of you took a few tries, but here you are. Amen. Aren't you glad he has one who's just right for you? Let me help you. That could bring you comfort in your youth and bring you comfort in your old age. God has somebody to help you. I said God has somebody to help you. You know why? Because God's blessing flows through relationships. God's blessing flows through relationships. Say amen. amen. I tell you this, young people, maybe older people that are single, ready to mingle. Come on. God will give you somebody that will compliment you, but only he can complete you. God will give you somebody to compliment you, as they should. Amen. But only God can complete you. I've seen this for a long, believe it or not, 
I've been around this thing a minute. And I've seen this for a long, long time. You got two young individuals that are on fire for Jesus. Next thing you know, they're dating. Wonderful. The sky is bluer. Come on, somebody. The grass is greener. Sometimes it's manure that makes it greener, but here we are. Right? Everything's great. But what happens is, hear me, instead of keeping Christ at the center, that person that should be complimenting them, now they think is going to complete them. Don't shout me down all at once. Next thing you know, their relationship with God begins to dwindle. But, oh, the relationship with others is getting better. At least they think. Next thing you know, that one goes south of the border, too. What happens is, hear me, you took two wonderful people on fire for the Lord, loving each other, loving God, and end up putting self instead of Christ at the center. It's a path to destruction. And I've seen it over and over and over again. Why? Because that wonderful person can compliment you, but they can never complete you. Don't shout me out all at once. Religion can only show you spiritual poverty, whereas relationship with God shows you God's generosity toward you. Think about it. Religion says, do more, try harder, X, Y, Z. And all it shows you is how really, how, how much poverty is in your life spiritually. Whereas God in his generosity says, no, I'm going to make them right with me through my shed blood of Jesus Christ. Come on. Number two tonight. God will do his part, but he's waiting for our part. God will do his part, but he's waiting for our part. Stewardship is your half of the miracle. Oh, man. Stewardship is your half of the miracle. I'm telling you, when I caught this this morning, it hit me like a, I'm telling you, it's your half of the miracle. A lot of people looking for the miracle when your half is, what are you doing with what's in your hand? I tell you this, stewardship is the platform for supernatural things to occur. It's the platform for supernatural things to occur. Now, without taking you through a tour of the whole entire Bible, which I'd be glad to do, just not tonight. All throughout the scripture, people come to God for a miracle. But God just doesn't grant them a miracle. He says over and over again, what's in your hand? Think about it. Moses, God brings you apart the Red Sea. What's in your hand? Oh, come on. How about the widow who's down to her last might? And her and her sons are about to make their last meal and die. And the prophet says to them, go gather all the pots you can. Wait a minute, God, there's my part in this thing? May I continue? Stewardship is the platform for miracles. Oh, but God, I need, I need. When God's going, wait a minute, I've already entrusted you with X, Y, Z. What are you doing with what I've entrusted you with? Can I make it a little more practical? People say you have a heart attack. I've seen this time and time again. Or somebody has some sort of health issue, something of that nature. The doctor says to them, hey, quit smoking cigarettes. 
This isn't the BK where you have it your way every day of your life. Come on, somebody. Some of you are living on the golden arches. Like a walking heart attack waiting to happen. No, seriously, though. The doctor tells them that. They have the heart attack. What do they do as soon as they come out of the hospital? Wait a minute. Some of you are getting uptight. Must be you. Amen. Let me tell you something. You know why? Because you're not stewarding what you have. Don't shop it all at once. <clears throat> that doctor know what they're talking about. I'll take three Big Macs. Some of you are getting uptight. It's true. Come on. You got a diagnosis of diabetes. You're walking around with a two liter of Coca-Cola in your hand. Oh, what are you having for breakfast? Coke, you? Think about it. You laugh, but it's true. How many times you go to the doctor, you know, something happens, whatever, what do they tell you? Change your diet. You know, in this country, I, I ju just read this earlier today. Do you know 67% of people in this country, as of this year, have gym memberships? 67%. Nice. I don't think they use them too much. More obese than anywhere. Now watch this. 50% of those people have only ever used it. I think I'm going in the gym business. I mean, really. Wait, wait, January 1. Amen. Think about it. 67% of people own gym memberships. 50% of them only used it once. You know why? It's a stewardship issue. How about Jesus? First miracle takes place. The Italians love this one. He turns water into wine. What does he tell them, though? Go get the pots. Jesus, we got a problem. Where's your pots? Come on. Next chapter. Right? Jesus heals somebody who's lame. What does he say? Pick up your mat and walk. You know why? Because faith without works is dead. But it's a stewardship. No. Two parts to every miracle. Our stewardship is the platform for the miraculous. I told you this was going to grab you tonight. John 21, 25. There are so many other things Jesus did. If they were all written down, each of them, one by one, I can't imagine a world big enough to hold such a library of books. People think Jesus did a handful of miracles. <laughs> Not the case. John says, wait a minute. If we even began to record half the things Jesus did, there wouldn't be a library big enough to contain the books of the amount of miracles that took place, how Jesus healed people, how Jesus touched people, ultimately how Jesus helped people. But I find it funny that every miracle is two parts. Stewardship is the platform for the miraculous. Come on. James 2.26, for as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. Throughout the scriptures, we see God asking people to do something before the miracle shows up. Jesus asked the people to do something before the miracle shows up. Come on. Jesus feeds the 5,000. Dad talked to him earlier today. We said, you feed them. Huh? Eat some fish, some loaves. 
God blesses it, multiplies it, feeds everybody, has stuff left over. But he didn't just make it rain from the sky. Come on, why? He asked them to do something. God calls us to do something. Hear me. People think God's, a, you know, the genie in the sky. No, 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 no. When you've been faithful with little, I'll make you ruler over much. Jesus said that in Matthew 25. Come on. And it goes on and on. How about Peter? They're out fishing all night. Owns a commercial fishing business. All this stuff going on. Except they catch nada. That's why they call it fishing, not catching. And Jesus says, wait a minute. Throw the nets on the other side. Okay, Jesus. You might be the son of God, but I'm the fisherman. No, no. He says, you already got the nets. You already got the boat. Oh, but Jesus, we fished all night. We're tired, Jesus. There ain't no fish out here. He said, throw the nets on the other side. In other words, you do something about it. They throw the nets on the other side, and those nets could get so full of fish immediately. The boat begins to sink. And in fact, God gives, read about it. God gives them so much, they start calling all their buddies that ain't catching anything either. And said, so you ought to get over here and take some of this fish before it takes us under. Come on, somebody. The blessing of God got so heavy on their fishing. Oh, my. On their fishing. Why? Because they're obedient to do what God said to do. Just like Adam. God tells him to do something. He stewards what God told him to do. And next thing you know, the need is taken care of. I'm here to tell you tonight, there's two parts to every miracle. Two parts to every miracle. You're not waiting on God. He's waiting on you. Genesis 2.19. So the Lord God formed from the ground all the wild animals and the birds of the sky. This is a process. There are a lot of animals out there. Hello? And I'm sure there was a little, some mistakes there. Come on. Well, there's people, there are problems. What do you call that one? A leopard. Here comes a giraffe. What do you call that one? Long neck leopard. No, that's a giraffe. I mean, think about it. Name all the animals. But in the process, oh, in the process of Adam being obedient, day in, day out, doing what God told him to do. Come on, somebody. One by one, naming those things. God, I don't see my need. I'm just doing what you told me to do. I'm keeping my axe to the grind. Come on, somebody. I'm keeping my eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and the finisher of my faith, the author and the perfecter. I'm just going to keep doing what you told me to do. I'm just going to keep sowing, God. I'm just going to keep believing, Jesus. I'm just going to keep reading the word day in and day out. Come on, somebody. I'm going to keep connected to God, and God, I believe as I'm connected to you. Come on, somebody, that something's working on my behalf. I believe the angels are making it. Why? Because I'm being faithful to steward what you've entrusted me. Help me, somebody. He brought them to the man to see what he'd call them. God brought the animals to the man to see what he would call them. Isn't that funny? Think about this. That God himself would bring the animals. Hello, God created all these things. You know what it goes back to? The first chapter, the first command that God ever gave man. Genesis chapter 1, where God says, have dominion. Subdue. 
take authority. And when you're faithful to do, oh man, what God told you to do, God puts his blessing upon it. I said, God puts his blessing upon it. Help me, somebody. Why? Because I'm just being obedient to do what God told me to do. Well, I'm just, a, I'm just, no, 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 I'm just a child of the most high. Come on, somebody. I'm just doing what God called me to do. I don't care what it looks like or where it's at. I'm just working for God. I'm just steward. Come on, help me, somebody. You might be in Honesdale. You might be in Timbuktu. Come on. But here's what I know. If you're faithful to steward what God's given you, a Bible says a man's myth, gift makes room for him. And what I know is God will make a way where there is no way. I God, I thought I'm just naming animals. No, you're being faithful to do what I told you to do. You're stewarding the very thing. Come on, somebody. You're stewarding what I've entrusted you with. I trusted you with some sheep, goats, giraffes, lions, tigers, and bears. Oh, my. I mean, think about it. The birds, the fish, all this stuff. And I'm just being faithful. Because I believe that faithfulness produces fruitfulness. I said, faithfulness produces fruitfulness. Well, I'm not going over there tonight. It's raining outside. Same people out there quoting, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, except drive in the rain to get to church. Ouch. It's true. It's true. But there's other people that are determined to be in God's house, come hell or high water. I'm looking around the room. I know there's multiple people in here that drive over an hour to be here. One way. And yes, they have work in the morning, just like all the rest of us. But you know what they say? No, I'm committed to get to God's house. I'm going to do what he told me to do. Come on, somebody. I'm going to show up and be faithful. So he brought them to man, see what he'd call them. And the man chose a name for each one. A little bit of a process. Come on, sometimes you've got to trust the process. I don't shout, but not all at once. He gave names to all the livestock, all the birds of the sky, and all the wild animals. But still, there was no helper just right for him. Ain't that something? Have you ever been, oh, can I just for a minute. Have you ever been there where you're doing what God told you to do, and you're being faithful, but you haven't seen the fruit yet? I said, you haven't seen the fruit yet. And I've told you before, don't let time defeat you. Hear me. Let your faith defeat time every time. Well, I've been believing for healing, but I ain't got it yet. No, no, no. Instead of focusing on that, just, God, I need to press more into you. God, I believe I, I just need to trust you more, Father. I thank you, God. I'm trusting you and your timing. And the pro Come on, somebody. Help me. I'm going to keep naming the animals, doing whatever he called you to do. Why? Because, hear me, God will make a way. Only in modern Christianity... Do we want to receive first without stewarding? Where God says, Adam, no, no, you steward well, then you'll receive. You steward well, then you'll receive. Only nowadays. No, I just want to receive. I don't want to have to do anything. It shows. You could say amen. You could say ouch. It's the truth. I said it's the word of God. Live from mess to mess. That's not God's plan for your life. God's plan isn't up and down. It's up and up for your life. Hear me. But you've got to do a better job at stewarding what he's entrusted you with. So God, I find it funny, has Adam steward first, then Adam receives. 
Let me show you something else. I blew my socks off here. Adam had to be with God to learn how to steward the things from God. Adam had to be with God to learn how to steward the blessings of God. Everybody wants the blessing. Nobody wants the steward. I told Elijah yesterday morning, I said, everybody wants it. They don't want to work for it. What do I find funny with God? Does Adam have a need? Yes. But what does God do? Let's spend some time together. Because my blessing comes through relation. Oh, man. That's why it's so important to be hooked up to the house of God. Hear me. And if it's not this house of God, that's fine. But make sure it's a house of God that believes all the gospel, that teaches this whole book and believes it from Genesis to the maps. Come on. That if you fall on a tough time, you got a people of God that are going to believe God with you, that you can call on in faith to say, I'll storm heaven with you. I'll believe God for your best. Come on. But I find it funny, Adam had to be with God to learn how to steward the things from God. What? Think about this. I'm sure there was at times Adam's going, my God, I've named a million things. How many more birds did you make? Turkey. Vulture. Turkey vulture. I mean, come on. Right? How many more jackals can there be? A wild animal. Watch this. But it's a process. Oh, let me show you something. And in the process, God is working on Adam. God said, oh, I'm teaching you something. You don't even realize it. You're spending time with the most... Oh. You're spending time with the Most High, and I'm developing something. And you don't even realize what I'm developing on the inside of you. Is your miracle coming? Yeah, your miracle's coming. But let me show you. I'm teaching you how to steward something. I'm teaching you how to be faithful. And Oh, help me, somebody. Faithful with something. I'm teaching you in the process. You're getting to know me, and the closer you push into me, hear me, I will make a way for you. But it's not about the way I'm making. It's about what I'm doing in you and through you. Come on, somebody, that you're a life worth giving to and a life worth giving through. Come on, you believe that. Give God some praise. Genesis 2.21, so the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. While the man slept, the Lord God took out one of the man's ribs and then closed up the opening. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib. That's where they get the McRib from, amen. It's a joke. And he brought her to the man. Now, this is not my joke. Paul told me this upstairs. If you don't like it, you can say something to him. Paul, you better run. He said, Adam had one prayer. I said, what was that, Paul? He said, to God, I want my rib back. Amen. (laughs) It's a joke. It's just a joke. Jokes will get better when the pay gets better. Amen. Seriously, though, what can you do this week to steward better? Imagine you get up tomorrow and say, God, help me steward my attitude well. Uh Uh-oh. I'm not shooting gospel bullets out there tonight, but I'm giving you the word of God. God, help me steward my relationships well. Come on. God, help me steward my habits well. My discipline's well. Oh, come on. For a lot of us, these are just natural things we need to steward better. Come on. 
health. You know, I, I, I've been back in the gym now about two and a half years. But the reason I went back is because I felt the Lord speak to me to start taking better care of myself. Whew. Hit me like a ton of bricks. Now, I'm not, you know, cut out of granite or anything of that nature, but I'm in a lot better shape now than I was two and a half years ago. Look back at pictures, and I was working on this place. They look like they locked me in a concentration camp. Amen. Put on quite a bit of weight since then, in a good way. Muscle. Amen. Not just all right to the midsection. <laughs> but I felt the Lord speak to me about how I stewarded my body. He said to me one night, he said, you're going to run the race I've called you to run. I said, you know I will. I'll do whatever it takes. He said, then you got to take better care of the temple. I said, Lord, what do you mean? We're building a church. And he said, no, 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 I'm talking about your body. Otherwise, you're never going to be able to make and do what I called you to do. It's a stewardship issue. Come on. You ask Lou, we don't stop with sheets anymore on the way home. No matter how bad I want to. Maybe once in a while, a little bit of treatment would be okay, Lou, but we don't stop, do we? I drive around by. I have to pray when we go by the exit. <laughs> the Lord's still working on Carolyn and Ruth. Because <laughs> even though I made it by sheets last week, Lars, I got home, there's all kinds of Chinese at the house. I said, what in the world? I said, well, give me mine. Amen. Watch this. If you steward natural things, you get natural results. Isn't that true? How about this? If you steward heavenly things, you get supernatural results. You steward heavenly things, you get supernatural results. What am I talking about? I'm talking about growing day by day in your relationship with God. I'm talking about instead of laying and scrolling on social media all day, say, you know what, Lord? Forgive me, I didn't read your word yet today. How about praying with God? I know this is going to sound whatever, but have you ever just fellowshiped with God? Oh, man. Whew. Takes your relationship to the next level. There's times I'll wake up and I'll say, I hope you're doing well today. How about this? I'm sorry if anybody's hurt you today. That's crazy. No, that's called caring about the one you're in relationship with. Come on. Some of you have been married a little while. And you know, if you don't put wood on the fire, the fire can dwindle. Yes or no? It's the same way your relationship with God. If you don't steward something, hear me, it can dwindle. And the devil doesn't come through the front door. He comes through the cracks. But if you steward natural things, you get natural results, which is good. What are some good ways to, to steward natural things? How about our health? How about our attitude? Come on, somebody. Working on having the attitude of gratitude. Colleen texted me, I think it was last night. And she said, I just want to say thank you for you know the things you teach, things of that nature. She was having some physical issues earlier this week. And she said, I just kept thanking the Lord for my healing. I've learned just to stay positive and believe God. God, I thank you that healing's a children and confessing that. And she said, day by day it got better. Day two it was a little bit better. By day three, she was completely healed in Jesus' name. Why? Because it's stewarding. Stewarding our mindset. 
Stewarding what we say, how we say it. Come on, somebody. Stewarding somebody comes and brings you gossip, you shut it down. You're shouting it all at once. Stewarding how well we love others. You ask Lou. I've told him many times. We'll be driving up here. I said, Lou, you know one of the things that concerns me most? I said, is that I'm stewarding well the people God's entrusted me with at this church. Don't I say that? On a regular. I'm not so worried about money or buildings or any of that stuff. I ain't worried about all that. You know what I'm worried about? Making sure I'm stewarding well the people that God brings in this place. Your souls. Your relationship with God. That I'm preaching you the word of truth. That I'm rightly dividing this thing. There's no ulterior motive. There's not, oh, tell them a couple heart-wrenching stories and something. No, 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 no. I don't have time for that crap. I don't know how else to say it. I don't have time for playing fake games and fake nonsense. This world is filled with it. But I'll tell you what I will do. I'll come to you and I'll preach you the word of God. I'll come to you and I'll tell you whether you say amen or say ouch or you don't like it or you leave. It don't matter to me. You know what matters is that I told you the truth. And when I lay my head on the pillow at nighttime, I sleep well. I get up early tomorrow morning, get on that truck. You ask my brother. I'm not like eyes crusted over. I'm ready to go. And a lot of times I hardly sleep on Sunday night. You know why? I'm so wound up from this thing when I get home. I feel the anointing so strong all over me. You know why? Because I did what God told me to do. And I'm at peace with God. Stuart the natural, natural results. Good. Stuart the supernatural, get supernatural results. Way better. Your highest potential falls short of God's smallest promise. Your highest potential falls short of God's smallest promise. Lastly tonight, number three. What we don't steward shrinks. What we do steward multiplies. What we don't steward shrinks. What we do steward multiplies. Now, I told you, I don't know if it was last week or the week before, but it's like 97% of people that win the lottery within 36 months are flat broke. Guess what another statistic is? Within 36 months, 70% of those people are completely broke. In other words, they lost their winnings from the lottery, but also what they had before they lost too. That's a real statistic. You know why? Because what you don't, Stuart, shrinks. What you do, Stuart, multiplies. Think about it. Your relationships. Who cares? I don't want it. Next thing you know, they shrink, they shrink, they shrink. They're non-existent. You're all right, buddy. <laughs> It don't bother me. You're not, not be sorry about it. I got a couple of kids of my own. I promise. It's not embarrassing. You're good. He can hang out. He can go upstairs and do whatever you want to do. Honestly. Don't bother me none. Uh, come here. There's nothing to be sorry about. No, no. It's no problem at all. It, it's perfect. My daughter, a lot of times, I'll, I'll hold her in my arm while I'm speaking or while I'm doing whatever. It don't, I promise. Yeah, no. It's like me. Kids ought to be in the house of God. I'm glad you're here. I mean that. Stewardship, what is it? It's simply honoring God with everything he has entrusted us with. How about the Apostle Paul? He says, my body's a living sacrifice. Come on. He says, I discipline my body. What? Why? Because it's worship and honor to God. You know, truthfully, Jack Coe Jr. told me years ago, 
we were doing an event for uh, God TV, healing event. It was wonderful. Jack's father was part of the, you know, great healing movement there. His father died at 37 years old. Now, this was a man, hear me, that they'd stop with the ambulances at the services, be yanking people out of ambulances, piles of wheelchairs. I mean, unbelievable stuff. Died at 37. You know what Jack told me? Jack said, my dad dug his own grave with a fork and a knife. He was 500 and some pounds. Now, I'm not coming down on you, but I'm telling you, it's a stewardship issue. You think that didn't feed right into the hand of the devil? I imagine God's plan was a little bit longer than 37 years. Why would I say that? Because the Bible says with long life, he would satisfy us and show us his salvation. We've got to take care of ourselves. More importantly, spiritually, hear me. We need to take care of this relationship with God. Make sure our heart is right before him. We good? I'll give you another scripture here. A whole bunch of them. Let's go to Matthew 25. Matthew 25. Again, verse 14. It would be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. To one he gave five bags of gold. Tell your neighbor five bags of gold. Hey, no complaints there. If your neighbor gave you five bags of gold, who's going to complain about that? I don't know people that have bags of gold, but hey. Except for the guy at the end of the rainbow, lucky charm. Amen. <laughs> to one he gave five bags of gold, to another two bags, and to another one bag, each according to his ability. Tell your neighbor, say it's about stewardship. Then he went on his journey. The man who had received five bags of gold went at once and put his money to work and gained five bags more. I like that return on investment. How about you? Come on, you don't get that, sure not in crypto, but in real estate or anything else, especially nowadays. So he put his five bags of gold, went at once, put his money to work, and gained five more bags. Tell your neighbor five more bags. So also the one with two bags of gold gained two more. Tell your neighbor two more. Never going to forget it. But the man who had received one bag went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The man who had received five bags of gold brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five bags of gold. See, I've gained five more. His master replied, you're in trouble. Huh? Just seeing if you're paying attention. What does his master say? Huh? neighbor it's a stewardship thing oh man well done good and faithful servant you have been faithful with a few things I will put you in charge of many things come and share your master's happiness the man with two bags of gold also came master he said you entrusted me with two bags of gold see I've gained two more his master replied you're fired I was Trump (laughs) His master replied, sorry. Oh, man. Replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share in your master's happiness. 
Then the man who received one bag of gold came. Master, he said, I knew that you're a hard man. That's an encouraging word. Harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid. I was what? I've told you before, fear tolerated, faith contaminated. Out of fear, this guy goes and buries his head in the sand. Literally goes and digs a hole and buries it. Out of fear. Why? Because fear is never the plan of God. Faith is. I said faith is. So I was afraid and I went and hid your gold in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. His master replied, you wicked, lazy servant. He didn't just go for your fire. He went for the whole kibosh. You wicked, lazy servant. Probably not quiet like that either. So you knew that I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed, do you? It's a question. Well, then, you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers. Why? Because they're at least paying a little bit of interest. Come on. So that when I returned, I would have received it back with interest. So take the bag of gold from him and give it to the one who has ten bags. Isn't this hard? For whoever has will be given more, and they will have an abundance. Isn't that something? This is Jesus, by the way, speaking. Words written in red. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. This is next level. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Jesus takes from this guy and says, now give it to the guy that did something with what I've entrusted him with. Let me put it in today's vernacular. Give it to the guy that stewarded well what I entrusted him with. Isn't this something? A lot of people will be shouting on John 3.16. Maybe not in this one. Whoever does not have, what they have will be taken from them. And throw what worthless servant outside into the darkness where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. Not exactly Dr. Feelgood. What you steward well, God will multiply. What you steward well, God will multiply. If you steward a word from God, you'll see the miracle working power of God. Say, if you steward a word from God, you'll see the miracle working power of God. If you don't give up. I say, if you don't give up. That's why the Bible says in Galatians 6, God will not be mocked whatsoever man shall sow, that shall he also reap. That's good or bad. I said, tell your neighbor, good or bad. But the scripture goes on to say, if you don't give up. Oh, boy, tell your neighbor, don't give up. It says, if you don't give up, you will reap a harvest in due season. If you steward a word from God, you will see the miracle-working power of God. Worship team, you can come back. I'm going to land a plane. Let me tell you this. Please, do yourself a favor. Do your pastor a favor. Would you live a life worth giving to? So you can live a life worth giving through. In other words, what do I mean? People give you money. No, no, I'm talking about live a life that God so loved the world he gave his only begotten son 
Say, God, I want to steward this life, and I want to do it in such a way, God, that I'm living a life that is worth you giving to. But also, God, it's not just giving it to me, but it's giving through me that I can share Jesus with this world. That I can share Jesus with this world around me. It blew my mind at that parade the other night. What a blessing. I'll tell you, we were joking, right? The Pope Mobile there. <laughs> Redneck Pope Mobile, that lifted Chevy. But seriously, it blew my mind that there was no other churches out there. I'm not shooting. Don't, don't, you know what I'm not saying? But it blew my mind. The harvest is plentiful. Harvest is ripe. Souls are in the balance. You know what I struggled with that night? That we didn't have enough invitations to give out to people. That's what laid heavy on my heart. I said, God, forgive me. I didn't believe there was going to be that many people there. You know why? Because I want God to know my life is worth him giving his son. Also, not just for me, that he would use me with my hurts, my habits, my hang-ups, just like all the rest of us. I'm not perfect. I'll never claim to be perfect. If you're looking for a perfect pastor, a perfect church, please leave. You're in the wrong place. But if you're looking for somebody that's got hurts, habits, and hang-ups like you do, that's been through some stuff like you've been, come on, somebody. I shop where you shop. Put these pants on one leg at a time. Amen. <laughs> There's nothing special about me. But I'll tell you this, when the anointing of God comes upon me, hear me. I can help you. Apart from the anointing, I can do nothing. But I want to live a life that's worth Jesus giving his life for. But also giving through me. You asked Carolyn, I got home. And I gave out, I don't know what it was, 350, whatever it was, invitations. They were just giving them out to kids. Invitations to church with a candy cane strapped to them. Isn't that awesome? And my daughter's there sitting on my lap and he's struck. Like the queen. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> Why? Because I want Honesdale to know. And all around. That God so loved the world. He gave. His only son. For them. But we've got to allow Jesus to shine through us. Come on. Last week we closed out with. We give to Jesus because we live for Jesus. This is all about right relationship with God through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Either you'll worship God with your heart or you'll worship the things of this world with your heart. It's one or the other. It's black or it's white. There's no in between. Either Jesus is everything or he's nothing. It's not like, you know, half in, half out. And For so long, religion has made this thing about what I do or don't do. Who you say, who you don't. Right, what you eat, what you don't eat, what you drink, what you don't do, and that's all religion and man made. But let me help you. What this is about is relationship with God. What this is about is depopulating hell and populating heaven. Amen. I had somebody ask me a theological question this morning about something, and they said, "Boy, that kind of rules out purgatory, doesn't it?" I said, "Yeah." I said, "I told a wonderful priest one time, you're living in it." Amen. When you die, let me help you. You'll stand before an awesome and a holy God. The Bible says to be absent from the bodies, be present with the Lord. The Bible says appoint a man once to die and then the judgment. And you'll stand before God and your whole life sums up to two things. Either well done, thy good and faithful servant, or depart from me. I never knew you. The Bible says 
No one is good, no, not one. The Bible says we've all been born in sin, shaped in iniquity, but I've been a good person. That's great, but that's not what saves you. What saves you, hear me, is faith in Christ alone. Don't you want to live a life that was worth Jesus dying for? I do. Folks, I haven't exactly grew up under a rock. I've traveled well. I've been around this world. I've seen it, done it, drove it, flown it, cruised it, whatever. There's nothing more important, hear me, than relationship with God through Jesus Christ. The only thing you could take to heaven with you is souls. So you're working your life away to try and stack away a little bit more money. That's all well and fine, but you can't take it with you. I think you should financially do well in this life. You know what that's a blessing for? People that steward things well. Oh, boy. I think you should invest your money. I do. I think you should set yourself IRAs, whatever it might be. I believe in that. I do it myself. I practice that. I have multiple businesses. I work my head off. But I'll tell you this. Hear me. They mean nothing, nothing compared to my relationship with God. And if God told me to give away everything tomorrow, I'd do it. I can say that beyond a shadow of a doubt. There was a time in our life, one time, I felt the Lord speak to me. I'm not telling you, I'm telling you what God said to me. He said, give away half of everything. And we were doing well. You know what we did? Went home, gave it away. Before the sun even came up the next day. Didn't tell people, didn't have to get up and say, look what I did. No, just obedient to what God told me to do. Hear me, obedience in God. Souls are what matters. Souls. And there's souls hanging in the balance tonight. Last scripture, and we're going to pray. Proverbs 11, 24 and 25. Give freely and become more wealthy. Be stingy and lose everything. Ain't that something? The generous will prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. sitting at Thanksgiving this week with some family and that and some family from out of town. I don't tell people what I do. It's between me and God. But sometimes people know. Because you do things to help people. Amen? And two of my uncles (laughs) said to me, who aren't even from around here? My one uncle told me, and, and he's the head of a very, very large international organization. He said, you wouldn't believe your name comes up in the room all the time. That's something. You know what for? Being one of the most generous people they've ever known. You know how I want to be known when I leave this earth? I was generous. That I freely gave to God's work to help God's people. Come on, somebody. To do whatever I could do to make a difference. I wasn't toot my own horn. I don't tell you that to say, look at me. I'm telling you that because there is a way to live for God. Hear me where it's noticeable to others. I was blown away by the amount of people Friday night that were grateful in this town for this church. Blown away for the good reputation this place has. And almost everybody says to me, it's funny, he was, Grant was telling me just before service, he had neighbors of his tell him the same thing. It's amazing how you fixed up the worst end of town. You made it beautiful. Yeah, you know why? Because generosity generosity has moved us to give our time, our talent, and our treasures to advance the kingdom of God. How old are you? 
He didn't think about it. He's 20. Now, I texted him yesterday at probably a little after 6 a.m., wasn't it? And he said to me, I'll come help with whatever you need. I said, we got to go up to church and clean up some or whatever. Watch this. You know how many 20-year-olds getting out of bed at 6 a.m.? Let alone to go clean the church for nothing? I'm not propping him up, but hear me. The grace of God will move you to live a life worth Jesus dying for. You know, Brooke, uh, Will texted me the other day on Thanksgiving. It was phenomenal to hear from him. I'm glad he's doing well. Pastor, I can't wait to get back to the church. He's away with the military right now. How old's Will? He turns 20 December 15th. Liars, how old are you? 19. All you guys are 19. Amen. Heart for God's house. Somebody away at the military wasn't texting and propped me up. Pastor, happy Thanksgiving. I really miss the church more than anything. Why? Because God is doing something in the lives of people. Hear me. And through the lives of people. And we want to live a life worth Jesus dying for. Isn't that something? I hope this helped you tonight. I hope this challenged you and encouraged you. And I hope this week, honestly, you try and steward everything better. That's what I'm trying to do. Ron and I was having breakfast this morning. Isn't this what we talked about? Stewarding things well. I won't pick on Ron, but he's done very well. But I tell you what, he stewarded well what he's had. When I was just a young man, still am, amen. Ron said to me, I'll never forget it. He said, Tyler, I went and I met with somebody and I got a plan to get her how to pay my house off in seven years. Didn't you tell me that? He said, were things tight sometimes? Were things whatever? Yeah, but we figured out, watch this, if we steward things well. They have a beautiful home, by the way. It had been paid off in seven years. Isn't that right? You know what I did as a young guy? Took notes. Listened to it. Put us in a place to be able to do the same thing. Why? Good stewardship. Good stewardship. Now that's natural, but it's a good example. I just need more. I need more. No, 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 no. You need more of God. And on the natural side of things, you need to steward better. Right? We talk about car payments, talk about all kinds of things. But I was grateful to God as a young man. Before I got married, I had friends in my life. I said, hey, Ty, when I was a young guy, this is what we did. Watched them live this thing out. And I can point to other people around here and talk about it too, but it's important. Hear me. The Bible says the older will teach the younger. It's important to leave a good legacy. If the Lord should tell you that they'll leave, kids will be blessed and their grandkids will be blessed. They already are. Amen? Why? Because they stewarded well what God entrusted them with. Don't you want to leave a legacy like that? By God's grace, I'm doing all I can do to put my kids in the best position they could possibly be in. They'll be well taken care of. And someday they'll be able to say, Dad was a generous man. Dad helped us. Spiritually, most importantly, amen. Pray with those kids all the time. I put some of them kids up against praying against some of you adults, amen. Come on. Why? Stewarding it well. 
taking care of them, every area of their lives. Because I want them to know, like God, Dad was a good dad. Dad loves us. And Dad wants to bless our lives. Why? Because you represent the most high. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, I pray, Lord, tonight you would help us to have a revelation and a realization, God, of how important stewardship is. It's not just money, it's a heart thing. That we would steward well every areas of our life, God. Help us, Lord, to steward our relationships better. To steward our disciplines better, God. Help us to steward one another better. You know, the Bible has 51 one another commands. Pray for one another. Love one another. Serve one another. Come on, somebody. It's all about stewardship. God owns it all. God loans it all. And I'm telling you, if you'll hold on to the word of God, God will make a way where there is no way. You know, we were at the gym the other day. Lou was sharing a testimony with me. How I said something to him. I went over and laid hands. Right about where Kareem was standing. I laid hands on him. And I felt what I felt God say to me. I didn't necessarily feel it was for him per se, but for his family. God did something wonderful for his son just like that. Why? Because if you steward the word, hear me, you'll see God's miracle working power. He shared me at the gym the other day. He said, you remember what you told me a couple weeks ago? <laughs> Whatever that was. I said, yeah. He said, well, guess what happened? It was better than my son could have even thought. Why? Because God will do the exceedingly abundantly more than you can ask him. Think what? According to his power, it's a work within you. I'm asking everybody to repeat this prayer after me. It's not a prayer that saves. It's faith in Christ alone that saves. I said it's faith in Christ alone that saves. And Jesus is the only way to heaven. I just want to steward him well. How about you? Not perfect, but I'm forgiven. How about you? I said, how about you? That's what matters. Say, dear Jesus, I admit I need you. Say, Father, forgive me of all my sin. Help me, Father, to live for you. Fill me with the power of the Holy Spirit. Say, Father, help me steward everything you've given me. That I can be used for your glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. This helps some people tonight. It blew my socks off this morning. And I know a little bit about this thing. I've been studying it for a while. I, you know, went to college and got some degrees and things of that nature. But man, I love when the Holy Spirit just drops something in you. You see something you never saw before. Isn't that something? How many times I've read Genesis chapter 2? My God, it's the second page of the Bible. I got it, God. You made a woman. Took a rib out of Adam. We got, never before did I catch this. But man, when this hit me today, that's why I do a lot for my phone. I put all these notes in my phone. Whew. That's something. That's why 
thank God for Corrine and some of them that work with the media and social media and all that. And like during the week, Instagram, Facebook, whatever that, all that stuff is, TikTok. They put my message notes out there. Look, I freely receive, freely give, amen? I'm not one of these closet preachers that hides what, oh, this is, for, this is divine revelation for myself. No, I want to help people. I just want to see people do well. I really do more than anything. I just want to see people complete their destiny and reach their destination. Why? Because I know what I give out, God will do for me. I know that his word cannot return to him void. It must accomplish that which he purposes to do. I know he's watching over his word to perform the lives of his children. Come on, somebody. And I know, Proverbs 11, the world of the generous gets larger and larger. Is that a get-rich-quick scheme? No, it's quite the opposite. It's putting my faith in God with everything and trusting that God will make a way where there is no way. Will God bless you financially? Yes, He will. Any finances I have or anything of that nature, it's all come from the hand of God. I tell my kids every time I give them money, I said, this comes from Jesus. And He wants us 10%. Amen. Why? Because I'm teaching it to them as a young child. You ask my, kid, my daughter. She's five. I come downstairs one day. She's receiving an offering from the stuffed animals. I'm teasing. Kind of. She's preaching to them. Five years old, you know what she'll tell you? The tithe, you return to God. The offering's over what you give. I got adults that can't catch that. A five-year-old can get it. She's probably more blessed than most of those adults around, but that's a whole different story. <laughs> you bragging? No. I'm telling you, God's principles always work. Yeah, I tried that. It didn't work. No, you didn't. Because God's either a liar or he's absolute truth. There's no in-between. I tried faith. It didn't work for me. No, you didn't work faith. You might have worked mental assent, something of that nature. But you didn't put the word of God to work. You know what you're sitting in right now? A miracle. This is a miracle. If this ain't enough for your eyes, what else is? What does this cost? A lot. Did God provide every step of the way? You better believe it. From the time I was preaching in a Presbyterian church down there with no air conditioning, and it was hotter than Hades in there. And I was preaching. Some of y'all remember that. Am I telling the truth? Sweat pouring down your faces like I'm preaching in a third world country. Turned out we were just in Honesdale. Amen. <laughs> Paul, you remember? You sweat in the winter. I mean, you should have seen him in the summertime over there. <laughs> Ron. Guys, but look at the Lord's done, and He gets all the glory for it. Look at last week, this parking lot getting paved. It's paid for. Do we have a budget for it? No, God provided it just like that. That building we're working in next door, you ought to see the way that's coming. What are you building for? Expansion, growth, so I can steward what He gives us next. What are you doing next? Well, that's between me and God and a good couple men. But I'll tell you this, God is on the move. Now, I'm going to leave you with a couple things, and I'll turn you loose. And I promise it ain't snowing outside and it ain't ice outside. 
So for all you people that stayed home, quit getting your news off Facebook. Or anywhere else for that matter. That's a whole different story. A couple things. Number one, go to church. It does not have to be this church. Hello? But I wish it would be. You know why? Because I promise you, if you come here, you're going to be loved whether you want to or not. You're going to be cared for whether you want to or not. You're going to be given to whether you want to or not. And I promise you this, the preacher's going to preach you the word whether you want it or not. Come on. I could be anywhere tonight, and I'm right here with you. I don't say that bragging. I said it humbly, but that's the truth. I wouldn't mind being in the sunshine somewhere warm. But who knows? Only the Lord. But I'm being faithful to steward what he's entrusted us with here. <laughs> so go to church. We're here every Sunday night at 6.30. Amen? And it's a blessing to be here. Sometimes I take a long pause because I just laugh in my spirit. And I can feel God so strong. How about you? Go to church. Number two, read the Bible. Some of you come out of religions, denominations where only the pastor, priest, whoever could read the Bible. Not the case. God wants everybody to read the Bible. Somebody told me recently, well, I'm not much of a reader. That's okay. Download the YouVersion Bible app and hit the button that's called play. It'll read to you. Hey, I do it every morning. That's Carolyn. Sometimes my head is still underneath the covers and I hit the play button on that thing. Why? Because I want to hear the word before anything else. And God knows my flesh needs it. How about yours? Don't shout me down all at once. I know you're Jesus Christ with skin on, but you need the word too. Amen? Go to church, read the Bible. If you need a Bible, right there where the Thrive sign is. Those wonderful men of God back there, they'll gladly give you a Bible free of charge. There's never a charge for the gospel. Amen? Go to church. Read the Bible. Number three, pray every day. Prayer is simply being thankful to God. I had somebody tell me recently, Pastor, I don't know any religious words. I said, neither does God. But I tell you what, you wake up tomorrow, you say, Lord, thank you for breath in my lungs. Thank you for clothes on my back. This morning, I was driving over to church. There's a bunch of homeless people walking up the side of Route 6. And I said to the Lord, God, thank you I have a vehicle to drive in. Thank you I have heat in my vehicle. Come on. Thank you there's heat in my home. We have so much to be grateful for. Go to church. Read the Bible. Pray every day. Last thing we're going to do is we're going to give to God. And then I'm going to let God's people go. Amen. Hear me very loud and very clearly. You do not have to give. Should you give? Yes. Should you tithe? Absolutely. This is your church. Your tithe belongs here. You return to God with the tithe. Others, you're giving a free will offering. You give an offering to God. Other people think, well, I'm not giving anything because they want my money. Keep it. God doesn't need your money. God wants what it represents, your heart. And for most people, the longest nerve runs from their heart to their wallet. We are so blessed. Hear me. We are so blessed. I shared this last story with you when we received the offering. We're coming into the Christmas season. Isn't it wonderful? This town the other night was like a Hallmark movie. 
I'm not quite sure what they're like. You probably know. But uh, <laughs> that's for sure. It was wonderful. But it's a season of giving. Amen? I said amen. We give to God. Give to God's work. Can I just tell you something we do every year here in the Christmas season? Uh, we do this throughout the month of December and so, forth, so on and so forth. And then we do it randomly throughout the year. But there's other ministries that a portion of all the offerings that come in, we give to those ministries. Now, we do that every, every week. We, we sow into other ministries, but especially in the Christmas season. And one of them uh, I always do is St. Jude's because Carolyn and I are partners of that, and so is this ministry here. Amen? Uh, another one's called Feed the Hungry. And it's funny, Dad told part of the story this morning, but long story short, Feed the Hungry started, <clears throat> it was Lester Summerall's ministry. But he landed over, and I believe it was Indonesia, and he had a pocket full of changes like 1950s. And a young boy came up to him, he said, Mr., can I have five cents? Five cents? What do we get for five cents? He said, I can get a roll with some hot butter, and I haven't eaten in days. He said, can I butter some rug and five cents? He said, can I have five more cents? He said, yeah, what for? He said, you can get a nice cold Coca-Cola. That was when Coca-Cola was a real deal, amen? I still like it, but that was a real McCoy then. He gave him another five cents. Brother Summerall said, I felt an irritation in my spirit, and I said to God, hear me, God, why don't you do something about this? You know what God spoke to him? Why don't you? And out of that was birth, feed the hunger. Carolyn's pastor from Montreal sits on the board for feed the hunger. Wonderful ministry. Brother Summerall's since went home to be with Jesus, but the ministry marches forward. So we're partners of ministries like that. We send our tithes. No, our tithe stays with God's house. We give offerings to that, but I want you to know in this Christmas and giving season, part of all the offerings that come in here, not going to me, not going to whatever, we give a portion to other ministries. Amen? So I just want people to know what we do. Another one's called Builders International, which we're strong supporters of. And what a tremendous ministry that is. I told y'all, I don't know if it was last week or a couple weeks ago, recently put on a dinner down at the steakhouse and raised a bunch of money in one night for them. We built a safe house for women in Spain for sex-trafficked women, a safe house. It's completely funded. Not only is the whole project construction funded, but it's able to be staffed for three years with the money that was raised in one night. So, someday when you get to heaven, there'll be people from all over the place because your partnership with God's work in Honesdale. Ain't that something? Sending Bibles to Pakistan, all kinds of stuff. I can go on and on. Believe me, about what we're doing from this house to be a blessing around the world. Locally, yes. In the United States, without a doubt, but around the world too. Why? Because we want God to know our lives are worth Him giving to, but giving through. Amen? Every head bowed, every eye closed. Father, as we prepare our tithe and our offering, we return the tithe to you. We bring an offering to you tonight. Lord, as we're found in your house on the last Sunday night in November 2023. It's hard to believe this year has come and gone just like that. But God, we're here to say we worship you. We honor you, God. You own our time, our talent, and our treasure, Lord. We worship you with everything. Father, 
I pray your blessing upon these people tonight. I pray you touch these people. Help them, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. I'll tell you this lastly. If you need prayer, I'll sit down in the back. I'll pray with you. I want you to have a great night. Would that be all right? Would that be all right? I'll tell you this. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May he always cause his face to shine upon you. You're rising up. You're lying down. You're coming in. You're going forth. Each and every day you live to see the gift of another sunrise. May you know you're blessed and highly favored by Almighty God. In Jesus' name, amen. You could bring an offering to the altar of the Lord or give it to this good usher.